solemnly swear that I am up to no good. Bum, bum, ba, bum, 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 bum. Chapter 18 Birthday Surprises Welcome to another episode. I'm Molly. I'm Alex, and this is Potter Watch. I'm sorry, did I step on you? Were you supposed to say, and this is? Um, I thought it was fine. say it together? I, I don't always say that one together. <laughs> I, just, I just roll with it, man. Roll with those punches. I'm in all gray today. You're wearing a grout fit? Oh, yes. It's all like a textured gray, too. Even my sports bra is like the same. Oh, my God. You committed. Yeah. Uh, I've got like a purple moment happening up top, but it doesn't continue to the bottom. Um, Shall we jump right in? Yeah, chapter 18, birthday surprises. What, what? What, what? I was like, you're really quiet. And then I realized that my computer was turned down. Ah. So I was like, why are you so quiet? You know me, such a mousy, quiet voice. <laughs> Practically uh, the biggest introvert I know. A mute, you might say. Yeah. Molly, a podcast? No way. <laughs> a podcast? A podcast! <laughs> yes. Um, this should have been chapter 17, Birthday Surprises, because he's, like, turning 17. Right. I also, like, I feel like we should have more parties in the Harry Potter universe. This is like the that's first time a... anyone is having a birthday other than Harry. Like this is Ron's 17th birthday. Well, yeah. Like, like he's word for Harry who's like the worst. Right. Terrible. And like this he's like legal. Like they should be going all out. Like Slughorn's the only one that's like yes, bring out the alcohol. Let's cheers into your adulthood. Well, yeah, Fred and George left, so it's like, who's throwing parties? It really should be up to them and, like, Seamus and Dean, and I feel like they're boring. They all dropped the ball. Every single one. And Seamus do like to party. For sure. I mean, in fan fiction, Seamus always has the booze. It's always getting it from some uncle or other. It's a little questionable. (laughs) Is that because he's Irish? I think so. <laughs> Isn't Seamus Scottish? Irish. Oh, Irish Finnegan. Duh. It's Oliver Wood who's Scottish. And McGonagall. And Minerva. Well, um, what did you rename it though? <laughs> I renamed this chapter 3D. Draco, Draco, Draco. Oh my gosh. I named my chapter the 3Ds. (laughs) And I almost did Draco, 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 but I did um, a little darker, actually. Oh no. Draco, date rape, and dying. (laughs) Jeez. I was just trying to think of Ds. Dying. Well, I didn't realize when we were reading it that this chapter ends on a cliffhanger. Right. Well, you said last week that you were like, I thought that Ron died when you read this chapter. I knew that she had talked about killing Ron. Right. It was rumored, but I didn't actually think in this chapter he was going to die. Yeah. But I'm sure when I was reading it, I was like panicking going to the next like chapter mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah uh the three d's that we're referring to um is in this chapter they start apparition lessons so you get the three d's of like apparition like what you're supposed to do and so some people weren't paying attention though 
some people had other D's on the mind. Yeah, a double D. Yeah. So, and by someone we mean Harry. But we're not quite there yet. Should we jump in? Let's jump in. Okay. So, we start out basically in potions. Is that where you are? Yes. And they're doing the Gopalots third law? Yes. Gopalots? And uh, And I... Sorry, I couldn't tell. What did you just say? I you just, said you said I, and um, and then you didn't finish. Yeah, I like trailed off, and then I was letting you. Okay, finish. sorry, you glitched on my video at the same time that you did that, so I wasn't sure if you if I missed you saying something. Okay, sorry, my bad. Oh, the wonders of Zoom. <laughs> um, uh, I'm to the part where Harry is explaining to Hermione what he has to do with Slughorn and Hermione gives him good great advice advice that he could have used and Harry goes well Ron thinks and so my note comes in right after the phrase Ron thinks Harry I'm gonna stop you right there when has Ron ever given you advice that was better than Hermione's end point and that was basically her point I did have a That's exactly what Hermione says. Hermione was like, um, I'm so sorry. When has Ron ever given you advice? That- she's not wrong. And it's not a plan. Like, he's just like, I'm just going to ask him. I'm going to wing it. And I'm like, I'm so sorry. You thought Dumbledore went through the whole process of getting you to Slughorn's house and being the first person to meet him and doing all of this business, and you thought it was going to be as easy as just, like, asking him? Clearly that won't work, Harry. This is a special circumstance. We are going above and beyond to make sure it's you, to make sure that there is actually a way to get in there. If we could have just asked, Dumbledore would have had Hermione do it, because she's way better at this than you. I it's just astounding too because it's now like it ruins the surprise element or that like now he can't do anything because he's like shown all of his cards. Correct. Is we'll talk about it more when we get there, but he is so unsubtle and he made me angry. I was not I the past couple of weeks I've been really like defending Harry and on Harry's side, but I was annoyed with him this week. Well, and then he just comes, like, we know this, like, he just gives up after this. He's like, well, I tried asking him, what else am I supposed to do? Harry, Harry. I have to follow Draco. I can't be, like, do I have to be on 24-hour Draco watch. Like, this is where things take a turn. This is, I think, partly why I get so annoyed with Harry about this whole Draco business. Oh, I mean, that's what I'm I mean, this is, like, definitely a turn. There's, like, there was before, and then there is right now where he is being crazy. Wackadoo. It doesn't matter that he's right. Like, it's too much. Even It is too much. It's quite a lot. It's quite a lot. Um, this Gallop's third law lesson is always so well, embarrassing for Harry. And then I just, you used the word lesson and that was my note was there was no lesson. Like they were not taught how to do this. Yeah. In my opinion, I feel like it was a bad teaching moment. It was like, okay, this is the law. Go do it. Use the spell that I'm not going to tell you what the actual spell is. Like, what kind of teaching is that? Yeah, it's, I don't know if it's one of those things where this is like day one and he kind of wants you to learn by actively doing it because it's not something that you can memorize and wrote. You have to understand it, which is why Hermione is like the only one that gets it and why like there's no cheats in the Half-Blood Prince book. Like you just have to understand how the law works. 
So maybe he's like, I want you to try and figure it out. That way, you know, the steps, but I do think he should have like taken them through those steps. Like he shouldn't have just been like trial and error experiment go. Right. And like kind of set them up for failure. Cause even though Hermione knew what she was doing, she didn't even have time to finish. Right. I don't know. I, I also think that maybe like H HP just wasn't paying attention. Like when he was explaining it. Yeah. He was thinking about Malfoy. But I do think that the concept of this theory is like really cool. Like I've always been interested in potions because of this lesson, like being able to, we've talked about this, like cooking, Mm -hmm. like trying to figure out what the ingredients were in like a cookie based on like eating it. It's basically that it might, like, that's how I kind of think about it. No, it's very cool. And it, this, this is the first potions class that reminds me the most of like science. Yeah. Um, like an actual science class. Um, but still wish we could got, get more. It also made me really want a, a Dr. P, Dr. Pause. Yeah. Lesson. Um, Um, okay. I think the Bazaar thing is clever, but I, this is what the thing that I think is the most cheating of the things that he does with the prince's book. Well, what do you mean by cheating? Like, because I think it's only clever if it was his, so like, he's actually not doing any work here. Yeah. Like he's just like. Especially since the assignment was for you to, like, figure out, like, the difference. I don't know. It's like he did zero work, and the cleverness that gets him away with it is not even his cleverness. Like, if he had read this in the Half-Blood Prince book earlier in the book, Mm -hmm. and he just remembered it here, I would have been like, oh, very smart Harry. But he, like cheats yeah or if he remembered from like the first year right exactly but he I do think it's cheeky and I like I think I think it is cheeky I just I understand like Ron and Hermione's frustration because especially since she spent like all class like really working hard and doing it and I don't think it's the same as like when Harry uses the prince book to brew a potion because he's still doing the steps of brewing the potion. Right. I, I agree. And I feel bad that Slughorn just like doesn't even give Hermione like the proper points, but he does mm-hmm. like Hermione. So it's not like he's. Yes. He gives her points when they're due. Um, but I do still get annoyed with Hermione about how annoyed she is about this whole book thing. Like, <laughs> yes. It really, like, bothers me how much she lets it get to her that Harry's, like, doing well in a class, like, and outperforming her. And I'm, like, and I get that she doesn't think that he's, like, earning it, which in a lot of ways he's not. But, like, let, like just let him have it. Like, I just, I get so mad that she's so up. Yes, I don't know. And I could have had a different opinion of this earlier in the book. But, like, I think I get annoyed with her, too, about it. But I understand why she is that way. Like, I I don't think she would be upset or as outwardly upset if Harry was just, like, proved to be better at potions this year because Snape wasn't bullying him. Like, if he didn't have the Prince book and he was actually studying, I think she would be proud of him that he was suddenly so good at potions, perhaps even better than her in potions. I agree. It's like he has a cheat sheet. Yeah. That. Even though, like, we know intellectually, like, that's, it's not exactly that. But, yeah, if I was mm-hmm. in her position, I would also probably be annoyed and be like, you're not, e- you you didn't even think of that. Like, you're just. Right. Which, I mean, yeah, it's, like, complicated. But I do get, like, I just wish she would kind of, like, let it go and, like, she doesn't have to condone it, but she just gets so upset about it. Mm-hmm. I'm now to Harry's miserable attempt. <laughs> Same. Ditto. 
could you not be so obvious? I just don't like. I just, I just so maybe not the best plan. <laughs> Again, not even a plan. Right. I I don't even have words for it. I I get so annoyed and it makes and I get it makes me angrier to watch it. So in this scene in the movie, I I get so like livid because I'm just like Harry. <laughs> And Daniel Radcliffe, his, like, strength is in this, like, awkward, like... Yes. He's so good at being awkward. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, he's... I, I've already... I, I like Daniel Radcliffe better when he is in comedy or yeah. he gets to, like, play or, like, with musical theater, too. So I, I just think... Like, he's, he's quirky. He's quirky, and that's clearly his niche, which he doesn't get to play that often as, like, brooding hero Harry Potter. Um, but, <laughs> ooh-wee, was I, like, angry. I was not happy. Um, and I do think giving Slughorn a moment to cool down is wise. After that blithering mess you just made. I mean, it was, like, kind of scary how upset Slughorn was. Right. I mean, wouldn't you be? Yeah, because especially it's so much worse coming from somebody that's, like, always so nice and jolly. Like, it's a whiplash. Um, I mean, but it's also, like, PTSD a little bit for Slughorn. Like, he lives with this. I know he has a lot of, like pent-up guilt about this moment with with Voldemort aside from him trying to keep it a secret which I guess isn't the best but wouldn't I feel like a lot of people would do that like with the shame with the shame of it like that's so hard especially when you're an educator if you have like a mentality of like you're you don't want to censor information from your students like if they ask you a question you answer and he really liked Tom Riddle. Tom Riddle was a very manipulative person. We know that. Um, I just think it's very sad. I do too. And I, I, I also like don't really blame Slughorn for this either. Also, because I feel like he doesn't really understand what the purpose of getting the information is. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like, why are you doing this to me? Like, I don't want to deal with this obviously yeah I would totally want to suppress this um if it were me (laughs) so yeah and it would definitely take more than Harry being like so what's up why'd you alter your memory it would be worse like if a student of mine wanted that it would make it so much worse I'd be like well I'm definitely not telling Telling you right if I didn't tell Dumbledore and it's also so clear it's for Dumbledore right like it's like this this could have been months of Harry like going to tea with Slughorn Harry like taught like becoming friends with him that's what this which was that's right that's that's what this mission was supposed to be well yeah because I do like it that's one small change in the movie is that early on when Dumbledore and Harry meet Slughorn, Dumbledore mm-hmm. says he's going to try and collect you and I want you to let him. Mm-hmm. I think that was a smart thing on the movies then because that, that is what Dumbledore should have said from the beginning is like, be in his good graces, like do all of this stuff because we might need him. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Again. And I do think movie Harry does a better job of trying to like butter Slughorn up outside of that scene yeah um which I guess like they do describe him trying a couple of times in the books but it's such a like weak effort and Hermione says it like if you put in as much effort as you you are on Malfoy into Slughorn like you would have that memory by now or something like that I think I think either way though this kind of like this working the room is clearly, it's not Harry's strong suit. He's never going to be good at this. So I do think stalking Malfoy is more in Harry's wheelhouse. 
Yeah, like he knows how to do that. And I think that what what we would find no matter what is that he would need to do the Felix thing probably. But I do think if he hadn't shown his cards this early, he might have been able to do like a, yeah, we're drinking. And when it's like a party and like after the party, maybe I talked to him about it. Like, I think right. he's maybe done that. Like, oh, oh my goodness. I just had a perfect plan. Comboing your plan. Please. It's my friend's 17th birthday. <laughs> I know you don't like Ron, but I enjoyed your holiday party so much. I was wondering if you could help me put on this like surprise thing for Ron. And then we bond over that. Ron finally gets invited to a Slughorn party. You know Slughorn would do that for Harry. He would be ecstatic too. And then, you know, what you said. Continue. Yeah. I mean... You should just write it. The alt version. Yeah. Um, I'm at the apparating lesson. Uh-huh. Oh, well, I guess I had one. I didn't write it down, but a short note on Hermione's, like, trying to find out what a Horcrux is. Yes. And there's like a book that just says it's so wicked we can't even talk about it. And she's right. like, why bother? She's like, why would you even say that? That's so useless to me. You're a book. <laughs> Give me information or be quiet. I love it. Me too. Okay, so I'm at apparition class. Are you there? Yes. Okay. It must be very simple to lift the operation wards if you can do it like for a time sequence like this which I think is good because I think that means that's so that answers some of our questions about operating in and out of Hogwarts that we've had in the past you know Um, if it's like easy to just remove it like how Dumbledore's like there are perks of being the headmaster like he can just like write the rules like maybe he has a um a like little group like on Instagram just friends (laughs) maybe he just friends himself with the apparition war but did what what questions do we have specifically about apparating in Hogwarts because I always thought that was pretty cut and dry like you just can't apparate within the grounds yeah but people do it I think that was our our questions about it other than who who I mean other than like the house elves Dumbledore when when they take when harry and him get back from their lesson they go to hugs me that's when they run into like rosmerta and stuff oh maybe we were talking about it in regard to the movie i don't yeah, i know obviously we've had some questions about holes and like the magic and stuff because well but i don't think it was specifically operating like when Charlie Weasley's, like, friends just, like, fly in. Right. But they, they're not operating. They, like, flew on broomsticks. But I'm pretty sure you're, like, not supposed to be able to do that either. Right. But that was also first year. Like, <laughs> it was a different time. It was a, it was a different time. Um, well, I know we asked it about um, Fantastic Beasts. But that doesn't seem to apply either. Yeah. I, yeah, like, I just, I've always been, like, concrete on the operating rule. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it's just a spell, but I feel like only Dumbledore can do it. Because right. Because I guess. Because he's Dumbledore. Um, but I did wonder in this chapter, so if it's lifted in the Great Hall, does that mean, like, a rando could operate into the Great Hall? Or is it only, like, people in the Great Hall can operate in the Great Hall. Or could, like, Molly Weasley just operate into the school right then because she knows it's, like, open? You know what I mean? I think if she tried to operate into the Great Hall at that specific... I'm sure I'm sure it's the specific people in the room. I'm sure it's not... In, in the room, yeah. Yeah. I do, too. But I was just wondering, it's like, these Death Eaters know when their apparition classes. 
can swoop right in there. Yeah. On a lighter note, literally, I love the idea that the teacher guy um, is perhaps like frailer because of the amount of times he's operated and he's like translucent. Yes. I find that terrifying like because of how how often like wizards operate all the time every day that is their main that is their main way of travel so if it has these negative effects you might want to rethink i kind of think it's just that he's old but i guess he probably operates like 10 times as much as most people since he's like teaching it right um, I just have 10 notes in a row, basically, of just Harry being obsessed with Malfoy, and that's not me even trying. Oh, yeah. Um, so, um, this next one I have says, in a crowd full of people, all Harry can see is Draco. Well, because Monagal, apparently. Right. Because... <laughs> We're in the middle of getting an apparition lesson, which I'm quite interested in, by the way. Yes. And Harry is, like, making a beeline through the middle of the full crowd of students getting their apparition lessons. And it's, like, standing right behind Draco. And they're clearly, like, self-segregated by house. So it's, like... Right. It's very clear. You're also Harry Potter. Like, people will notice. But... Don't worry. Harry's not trying to be subtle that or blend in. He's like, so Draco's like talking to Crabbe and Goyle for the first time actually doesn't seem to care that Harry exists at all. And it is why Harry's upset. Which is why Harry's mad. So Harry said, well, since Draco hasn't said anything to me since I've been here one minute at a minimum, I have to then uh join his conversation and he's like and he just he just says like an annoying thing and draco doesn't even respond it's not worth responding to stupid also my main my main issue with it was that harry went over there to eavesdrop a spy why would he interrupt and then immediately was like well i would tell my friends if it were me i'm like what now they're not going to say anything because you just made your presence very well known. Like, I just don't understand. Oh, how the tables have tabled. Literally, oh. Harry is is doing what Draco did for the first five years. I know, that's what we've been talking about this whole book. And I, it's so funny because as soon as you pointed that out about, you know, or I don't know who pointed it out, but like how he yeah. didn't really meet him on the train. So it's like, I have to go find him on the Yeah. Train. I just, I, it writes itself. I know I'm a dreary fan, so I do try and like not put it in that context. But boy, oh boy. I really don't think it's on purpose. Like, I don't think it was a conscious thing. Like, oh. No. Draco's, because I do think it's, like, clear, like, yeah, he's the aggressor. Usually Draco's usually the aggressor. Like, we'll seek out Harry. And mm-hmm. now it's Harry seeking Draco out. But I don't – I really don't think it was intentional. It's also, like, Harry's not seen as the aggressor. But Harry's definitely the aggressor in this book with Draco – when it comes to Draco. Oh, for sure. I mean, and we see – I think a little bit that is intentional – Especially in the way that it manifests in a couple chapters. <laughs> Not ready. Um, yeah. But. Um, Apparition seemed impossible because he couldn't stop thinking about Draco. That's almost a direct quote. I am not making this stuff up, listeners. <laughs> It was like, I was just thinking about what Draco had just said. I, again, the, it's not really teaching, but I do think that like, it's hard to teach how to operate. It's kind of like, you just have to do it, which is weird. 
However, my next note says, I do think we should have gone over the basics of you might splinch before an accident happens. Like Susan Bones has lost a full leg and they're like, oh, I forgot to mention, this is what happens if you don't pay attention. And I'm like, at least when you go into driver's ed, you know that if you don't signal and stuff, then you'll have a car crash and you might die. <laughs> um, yeah, if you don't stay out of the no zone, then you'll a big tractor trailer truck won't know you're there. Right. That song, get out of the no zone. <laughs> like a 90s. Like, I do song. not remember that song. It was incredible. I Maybe it was just in my class, but Bayside Driving. Shout out get to Frank. Get out of the no zone. I might have. I, I took driver's as an adult, though. So, I mean, like, adult in my class. No, I know. I'm just I'm just saying, like... Oh, you would, like, probably remember, because it was... Right. Um, yeah, I don't... I don't know where we were going with that, but... Oh, yes, the splinching. Which, I don't understand splinching. Like, you just don't bleed. Like, it's just, like, a cauterized, or whatever that word is. Like, what? But, but Ron does bleed out. I think it's because he doesn't fully splinch. He like a splinch on a splinch. <laughs> well, like his, yeah, because his like arm doesn't come off. You know, he just like splinches. Yeah, I think when it's like you leave a limb there, then you really splinch. Yeah, and then he. But like, also, isn't isn't that guy like hold? I see. I'm. This is where I'm getting confused with the movie. Is that guy like holding on to him? Yes. Yeah. So I think that's a part of it. It's not that like his arm is left behind. You know. But Hermione hits him with a spell as they apparate. So he's right. not actually holding on to Ron when they apparate. Okay. It's just like a lot of things are going on. In the movie, they make it clear that he's like holding on to Ron's arm. And so it like, his arm just gets taken all throughout the thing. But or that's what at least what it looks like to me. I was like, that's a cool choice in the movie. I've just decided that, like, the splinch was, like, not, like, a limb. It was, like, a, like, flesh. Like, the flesh was splinched. Oh. I mean, that's, because it doesn't make sense that there'd be two different types of splinching. Because they definitely describe it as a splinch. Like, he was splinched. Which is just a funny word. (laughs) Yes. But I think it's, like, is is a splinch just, like, a catch-all for, like, uh, hurt an injury that you get when you like improperly operate so there are different levels but it not just an injury but it definitely has to do with like right you know body like you're not all together I guess yeah but it's not like he ever it's not like they ever re you know how they like just quickly are able to put her leg like yeah you can't do a spell to like fix Ron's splinching because it's like, right well they don't yeah so that's not it makes me think that there's uh, something a lot of things going on there yeah I, I mean I and they I guess it's like not unusual but um yeah cool. it was pretty Miss Bones I feel so bad for Susan she got a shout-out in my fan fiction this week, though. So. That was my quiz question, was who got splinched. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, I'll think of another one. Um, I did, like, this little note. I meant to say that earlier. There's, like, a, a reference to all of the Ravenclaws trying to be in the front of the Yes! <laughs> be in the front of the class. Relatable. I don't like sitting in the front, though. I know you don't. I'm a third row, third or fourth row gal. I would say that's still, well, it depends on how many rows. Like, in a college class, that's still definitely the front. 
front-ish, but I really don't like being in, like, the first or second row. I'm a solid second rower. Also, my classes, usually, like, the fourth row was, like, middle back. Like, they Mm. were smaller lecture halls. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm a first or second rower. Mostly because I think in high school, I couldn't see. I didn't have glasses. didn't have glasses. I didn't have glasses and so I just had to but then I also have like a lot of learning disabilities so it's just like much easier for me to learn practically in class um you're also a great participator which I think also is like good to be in the front that's true I like but that's because that helps me learn (laughs) involved yeah I only participate if I like the professor or teacher I mean you know this from college I maybe I only showed up if I really liked the class or the professor like I I liked them I just didn't really I had issue with some of my um what is it called our general general requirements I don't know I would always get nervous about participating too much because like I can be such a know-it-all, especially, like, in high school. I kind of, like, had a rep of, like... Had a Hermione syndrome. Yeah, and I tried not to, like, you know, raise mm-hmm. my hand all the time. But, like, teachers knew I knew the answer. So, like, they would always call on me if no one would, like, participate. So, like, when I was in college, I was like, I don't want to be that person, mm-hmm. even though I probably do know the answer. Because I'm a good student. I'm not necessarily yeah. the smartest person, but I'm a very good student. yeah. Um, so I just like got nervous or not nervous, but I was just like rejecting that. Uh, that, yes, that stereotype. Yeah. See, that was always my like, uh, my way I got away with things. And both in high school, middle school, high school and college is if you participate a lot, the teacher likes you. So you get more leniency and they're more likely to want to help you. <laughs> I definitely that's a pro tip for anyone who's still in school I definitely benefited from that in like high school yeah um anyway Harry's obsession where he's now um going to the bathroom in the middle of class just to check the marauders map to see Draco's name I had one final note though on apparition oh I'm so sorry Harry was just like I much prefer flying over apparition I'm like that's not practical Harry like you cannot do that (laughs) I've said that before but like I just this is where he says it I'm like you can't prefer flying like all the time (laughs) I think you can I think flying is almost like the it's like a road trip versus an airplane ride. Yeah. I'm a road trip guy, which I, fair. There are people that are like that. It, it, I guess that's what it's similar to, but I mean, honestly, he's going to have to operate. Like, right. The problem is that what are you going to do? Get like, have your invisibility cloak over your full broom. Like you can't operate to muggle areas. Also, like if you have to get from like, the ministry to like some other place in the UK like you can't just fly it would take you a day to fly. He can use the flu powder he prefers flying <laughs> I do think it's funny also because Harry's literally never watched like really except for Charlie's friends an adult used flying as like an actual form of transportation right no but it's just not what people do it's not practical Harry it's <laughs> well I he did do it in the fifth one to get to grim old place so he's like oh that's fair he's like that's what people do it which is only because he was underage <laughs> Oh, Harry. Um, Obsessed with Draco once again. He's really leaning in. I felt like it was a really unnecessarily sad addition of She Who Must Not Be Named to put in that (laughs) Neville had to come back to the room with singed pants. 
Yes. Set up a trick to like have somebody light their pants on fire. And Harry, I'll just say for the listeners, Harry and Rod were like, oh, we'll just take a shortcut. We're not fussing with peeves. But then like 10 minutes later, Neville comes in and has clearly set his pants on fire. It's really funny, <laughs> but it's you sad. Know, like, I didn't need that. Like Neville doing <laughs> Poor Neville. Oh no. There is a lot of like sassy asides in this chapter. Yes. Like, even when Harry's like opening and closing the Marauders map, he's like, well, I'm not up to no good. It's Malfoy or right. <laughs> this doesn't manage because I didn't find Malfoy. <laughs> 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 like it was just so funny. Like I I guess it's like normal part of the writing, but I noticed it a lot more in this chapter. Well, it's <laughs> I'm crying. <laughs> it was just it's managed. It's too it's too much. It's really too much. Okay. I'm now at Ron's sad birthday party. Me too. Although, just to start us off, I do love that uh, Jim Dale's choice was to have Harry sing Happy Birthday to Ron. Like, sexy, like... It was like, Happy Birthday, Mr. President. And I was like, first of all, Harry would never sing. I also noticed that, and, and it's really weird because, like, Neville and Seamus and Dean are not participating in this birthday thing. So right, and it's like Harry's like jumps on his bed and it's like, happy birthday, Rod. And I assume that they're kind of still in the room. And he's just doing it. And they're not like, oh yeah, happy Happy birthday, Ron, said Harry when they were woken on the 1st of March by Seamus and Dean leaving noisily for breakfast. Have a present. I just don't understand their group of friends. Well. Like, I know that they're- Maybe they're all salty because Harry never celebrates any of their births. Probably. I mean, I know they're not, like, necessarily- friends with Seamus and Dean but they're all cool like they all I would say like Harry calls Dean his friend yeah they're like friends but they're not like they're acquaintances yeah Yeah. associates um like yeah they're like all on good terms like Neville is closer with them than like Dean and Seamus but like yeah Neville you didn't say anything you didn't say happy birthday to Runal Wasley? So maybe, like, we were in Harry's head and Harry was too busy with his, like, map and not really paying That's attention. That's true. Because Harry wasn't paying attention to Ron at all. Like, a terrible friend. He's going to rest for one hour to, like, hang out with Ron for his birthday. He's like, oh, yeah, nice watch. Okay, I have stuff to do over here. Like, here's your present. Bye. No, the present accompanies the song. He's like, do you want to, here, have a present. You want to open it? (laughs) I was like, oh my God, Harry, what's up? But yeah, I have a lot of admonishing notes. Pay attention to your friend on his birthday. Do you think when you first read it that you picked up on the cauldron cake thing? No. I, I In fact, I know I did not. But I know, in fact, that I figured out what was happening, like, a page before Harry did. Well, yeah, because Harry's not paying attention. He's like, what? Huh? He's like, okay. <laughs> Although my favorite part of this chapter <laughs> is after Rod's like, I love her. And Harry's like, okay, okay. <laughs> Say that with a straight face. Yeah, he's like, you got my full attention now, buddy. Like, come on. Like, Harry suddenly becomes, like, 
a 90s sitcom like, personality. He says the name Ramilda Vane. Harry should figure it out, like, immediately. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. <laughs> but my, my actual favorite thing that Harry does is, like, so Ron, he figures out that it's, like, the Cauldron King. Yes. And Ron is clearly, like, like basically, like, acting drunk or, like, on drugs, which he is on drugs. Yes. Um, and Harry is not, like, he just tries to, like, face it with logic. He's like, Ron, I ha- those were from my trunk, and you picked them up and ate them, didn't you? Like, those you are <laughs> And I'm like, what, what do you think is going to happen with this conversation, mm-hmm. Harry? Also, it sounds like you're upset that he ate your cauldron cake. <laughs> I think Harry is frustrated, honestly, and this is kind of sad. I think Harry is frustrated that this is going to derail his whole plan for the afternoon, which was to obsess over Malfoy some more. So he's like, oh, you prat, you ate these cakes. They were not for you. And now I have to deal with you and I don't get to obsess over Malfoy. But again, Harry, we mentioned this earlier why did you hold on to them and put them in your trunk? Look, Harry can't waste food because he's starved. He was starved as well, a child. Well, Ron, because he put back three of those bad boys. <laughs> he had Ron was- breakfast. Okay, and then I have my annual love potion is extremely dangerous note. I do think once Harry caught on, he did a good job. He was like, yeah, she's in Professor Slughorn's room. Yes, he did. Once he allowed more than one brain cell to be focused on a non-Malfoy activity, then he he kicked it into high gear. I I also think it's, like, cute and funny how, like, funny Harry thinks it is. Because it is. Yes. Yes, love potions are obviously very dangerous, but this is, like, comical that it's, like, your friend and you, like, yes. know it's fixed and, like, you know what's happening. Yeah, I do think it's cute. I think it's funny. And, and like, Ron is just very comical in this, like, and Rupert Grint does a really great job, too. Yes. <laughs> I think they both do. I think, yeah. Oh. This is a great scene for both of them. This is a good movie for all of the kid actors, although they're not really kids at this point, but like. Yeah. Although Daniel Radcliffe holds that he thinks this is his worst movie. Well, hasn't he said like that he had been like like, drinking a lot? This was before he got sober. Um, And like this movie in particular, like was when Mm -hmm. he was struggling anything. Yeah. Um, Which. Honestly, like, a little bit makes sense because he's, like, kind of goofy in this movie. Right. But it kind of (coughs) worked. Excuse me. Yeah, I mean, I don't obviously like that he was, like, struggling, but, like, I yeah, his performance in this movie. Yes. But, like, I mean, obviously, like, Tom Felton does a really good job in this movie. But I also did Rupert Grant and Emma Watson movie. Like, I think they do a really good job. Because you know how I felt about the fifth one. I think Emma Watson's best movie is part one. Um, I think she just really proves that she's just this all around um, grown up actress in that I film. I like her in the third one too, because she also gets like a bit of a limelight in the third movie. Mm-hmm. Um, we know that's when the crush started for you and the outfit. Look, yes, yes, yes. Did you have the same outfit as her? Yes. I went out. Oh, okay. I was, okay. Why would you do that to me? I just think it's so funny because, well, it's just because I've known you for so long, but it's come up multiple times. I just, I was so obsessed with it. I wore it so often, like once a week. I mean, I I would have too if I had done, if I had gotten the outfit, obviously. But it wasn't that I had gotten it. It was that I had already owned it. Oh, okay. 
So it was like, I watched the movie and I was like, I have all those pieces and I was obsessed. I mean, I would have done the same thing for sure. Yeah. Anyway. Um, I think it's a nice little slip. We get here that it was supposed to be, the wine was supposed to be for, um, for Dumbledore. The movie is much less subtle. (laughs) Yeah. Um, yeah, Slughorn's, like, it gets worse, like, how long it sits. Mm -hmm. And he had it before Christmas. Also, again, he ate three of them. But honestly, Ramilda, how many did you think that Harry was going to eat? Well, she had to do all of them because she didn't know which one he would eat, I guess. Right. But. Why wouldn't she just make him one? I love the team up of Slughorn and Harry. They make a great, funny team with Ross. Yes. He's like, no, 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 this is a tonic. It's going to help your nerves. Like, I think it's so cute. It's, this whole scene is hilarious. I was cracking up. I felt like I was listening to one of my podcasts with the hijinks. So much hijinks. And I love some hijinks. Um, That's a great word for it. And then the happy birthday, Ralph. And then Harry's like, no, it's Ron. It's Ron. One of your like seven students. I know. So sad. Ralph. It's not even close to Ron. Instead of Runeed Wasleyb, it's Ralph. But honestly, I was kind of trashing Harry this chapter, but, like, thank God for him. Like, Slughorn didn't do fucking shit when he was, like, pointing. Right. And then my last uh, note just says, super scary. Yeah, the last line is literally, he hurled back to Ron's side, wrench open his jaw, and thrust the bizarre, bizarre, bizarre. Bizarre, 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 uh, lacrosse into his mouth. Ron gave a great shudder, a rattling gasp, and his body became limp and still. End chapter. Horrifying, scary. Wow. Yeah, that was my last note. I will say, like, I enjoyed talking about this chapter, but when I was reading it, I was kind of like, it's just an okay chapter. Same. I had a similar uh, feeling. Um, And, I mean, admittedly, like, not a lot happens. Like, it's a lot of Draco mulling, and then obviously this excitement at the end, but Mm -hmm. not a whole lot happening. That being said, I guess I was going to go into points, but it's quiz time, actually. Quiz, 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 quiz. Hogwarts, Hogwarts, Hoggy, Hoggy, Hogwarts, teach us something, please. Quiz, 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 quiz. Quiz, quiz, quiz. What was your quiz question? My quiz question is... Where'd it go? Oh, who was the apparition instructor? Why Why were Why? <laughs> You're close. Somewhere in there. Twy. Twy. Twy from Shit's Creek. Um, it's Wilkie Tricross. Gotcha. Speaking of Wilkie. Y cross. Yeah. They came up with some nicknames that stood for the D's. Uh yes. There are two. Can you name them? Ooh, this is this is a good question. Um Dung is some one of them dung bomb, dung head. Dung head. Um the other one's like not necessarily like magical. Right. Um, 
I don't know what the second one is. Dog breath. Dog breath. Not very nice. Poor Wilkie. <laughs> He's disappearing before our eyes. <laughs> oh no. Um. So yeah. Speaking of points, what did you end up giving it? I gave it a solid seventy-nine points. I did seventy-two. I almost actually went lower, but then I was like, no, I actually really like the Ron and Slughorn. Yeah. Like, that was kind of fun. I mean, obviously, like, not fun that he gets poisoned, but. Right. Of course. And even though I was, like, mad at him the whole chapter, I did give the champ to Harry because he did (sighs) literally save Ron's life. I did not give the champ to Harry. Well, I honestly didn't really have another champ anyway, so I was like, I guess Harry. <laughs> I gave it to Hermione for her uh uh for her deserved win in potions. Uh, okay. My rat was Slughorn for like not well one <laughs> like, you know, being weird about the memory. Yes. Which I already said it's not really his like, I, I don't blame him, but mostly because Harry was like, do something, Professor. And he was like, mm, I don't know. I don't know. A student's dying in front of you. I don't know. I'm just he doesn't have good, like, Im- impulses. He's not, like, a quick thinker on his feet. Like, he's a plan planner, that sluggy. Yeah. Uh, my rat was Ramilda Vane for her date rape drug. Oh, yeah, that's good. Yeah. Um, I don't think we did our haikus. We did not. <laughs> because I mentioned her in my haiku and I was like, I don't think I said this. Yeah. Um, I, my haiku is right here and we didn't do that either. Do you want to hear them? Yeah. Listeners? I I hear them. They're saying, yes, yes, yes. Oh, okay. So we'll do that. We'll we'll give them to you at the end. We'll summarize the chapter we've already talked about. Oh, sure. I'll go first. Harry fails Big D. A bazaar comes in the clutch. (laughs) Rod (laughs) takes birthday nap. Yeah. (laughs) A birthday nap. <laughs> I almost said birthday siesta, but it was too many syllables. Mine is not a five seven five haiku. It's just a seventeen syllable haiku. Okay. <laughs> Harry only has eyes for Draco. Ooh. Ron lusts for Ramilda in vain. <laughs> wow. That is a great line. That's the reason why I knew we had done the haiku because I was like, I had this line about Ramilda. <laughs> That's so good. Wait, keep going. What's your last line? No, that was it. That was the whole thing. Oh, right. Okay. Okay. That's, That's really good. That's really good. I was like, I really want to use this line, so I'm just going to have to make a haiku around it. Yeah, that's great. Solid, I would say. Um, I guess my last thing was my tattoo. I did write it down. I said a a bizoir. A bizoir? I don't know what they look like. They're probably really ugly, but um, I guess that's what I would get a tattoo of. If I could get a tattoo... It would be uh, <laughs> Harry looking at Draco's name on <laughs> the Marauder's map. <laughs> oh, that's actually kind of cute. Like, yeah. It, at first glance, it looks like just a normal picture of like Harry sitting down, looking at the Marauder's map. So I wouldn't have to explain it. But you see, there's just a little dot that says Draco Malfoy. Yeah, I actually, I really love the idea of getting, like, the footprints from the map as a tattoo. I think that's Me too. Cool. Um, I think it's really cute. For some reason, my image of a bizoir is, um, you remember that, like, 
stone or that like shell that Hermione throws in the third one that's like on the pumpkin. Yes, I knew exactly what you meant when you like started to describe this. Sorry, yes. Exactly what I picture a bazaar looks like is that little like shell. (laughs) It doesn't make any sense. That's just what I decided in my head. That, especially since it's like a goat stump. Stomach, but that's like one stylish goat stomach. You know, they say it's like a shrunken. I, I picture like a spleen. Yeah. What? Yeah. Um. By the way, you're really breaking up on my end. It um, okay. it's probably fine with the recording, but I can only hear like every other word from you right now. Okay. Um. It just started happening. Thank goodness. We can wrap up, I guess. So, uh, thanks for listening. Next chapter is chapter 19, Elf Tales. Stay magical. Charmed, I'm sure. Mischief managed. Bum, bum, ba, bum, 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 bum.